Welcome, everybody, to the special Columbus Day episode of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Before we get started, uh, we just recently heard of some very sad news. The co-founder of Apple, Steve Jobs, has just passed, so moment of silence. Thank you. And I tweeted that Apple will never be the same. No, that's probably the case. I think they've already showed that with the release of the iPhone 4S. Of all the celebrities that have died since I can remember, I think this is the one that... Hits home the most. Hits home the most. Yeah, I agree. Because he was such an iconic figure of our generation. Mm. And he brought us all the cool stuff that we play with. Yeah, it's true. Agreed. So I I still think they downloaded his consciousness into a network of supercomputers maybe for future i hope so yeah, yeah. me too i wouldn't put I it, hope so too. i wouldn't put it past if, apple if, if that happened to, like that. to anybody i think it'd be him yeah yeah He's agreed genius rest yeah. in agreed. peace yeah. yeah rip anyway yeah as i said before this is our columbus day episode uh brief history lesson about columbus day it's when columbus uh it's it's a day that celebrates the arrival of columbus in to north america which would be yeah, the actual day was September, October 12th, 1492. Uh, we usually celebrate it the Monday before. Um, at this point, I don't think people really care. Mm-mm. They're nope. just happy that they get a day off from school and <laughs> exactly. or work. I know I am. Yeah. The uh, the days come under fire recently because uh, apparently Columbus was quite the asshole. So people don't think we should celebrate Columbus Day. Um, also, the Vikings were pretty much proven to have been the first europeans in north america anyway so Mm -hmm. you know it kind of kind of defeats the purpose of celebrating columbus day but as i said i think most people don't really give a crap they just want the day off so well that's what all holidays are well yeah most of them some people really like their their christmases and easters and stuff all easters and sunday so it doesn't matter but uh halloween's a holiday that we don't get off right and that's still a fun holiday yeah yeah i'm not a fan of halloween well i i mean it's always fun to dress and drag, you know? And trick and <laughs> trick and treat. Yeah. It was fun when I was a child. Now I don't give a crap. Yeah, same here. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> getting over the whole Halloween thing myself. Yeah. I, I was never oh. a fan. The wife loves it. She's, like, pumped up and, like, wants to go do stuff. And I'm like, it's Halloween. Do I have to go? <laughs> well, girls girls like it because they can dress scandalous. Yeah. yeah. Not, well, to, it, not to imply that your wife would do such a thing. Oh, no, definitely. But, <laughs> yeah, like, you go... I usually end up going downtown Binghamton for Halloween. Yuck. Which, yeah, I mean, not, not always a great idea, but it's pretty much become a contest to see who can look the sluttiest, mm-hmm. which, you know, has its ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> but is it worth you getting off the couch for? Uh, last year, yes. This year, no. Okay. You get to go downtown and get white boy wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I even get a little frisky and get Asian boy wasted. Ooh. If you can nice. see that. So... Ah, never mind. <laughs> uh, so anyway, our episode today is we're going to be listing our our top five favorite games that involve discovery and exploration. Uh, that's a maybe not a primary mechanic, but you know maybe you're incentivized in the game to to explore and discover. Yeah, I kind of when I was doing my list, I kind of framed it as exploration being traveling off the beaten path, yeah. where it's not required by the game, but there is some benefit to it. Right. Um, whether that is a tangible item or quest or something in the game or something a little more right. abstract something a little so, more personal yeah exactly okay right on all right i'll get started my fifth favorite game would be uh the legend of zelda wind waker for gamecube uh, i think it fits too because you do a lot of your exploration in a boat sailing around the ocean so there's a lot of uh, little places on the map that you can go to that like Corey said weren't weren't in the game a little off the beaten path i honestly don't remember that much about the game mm-hmm. i don't either but i would love to play it again it's it's a fun one and i is it on it's not on virtual console is it i don't think so but do I gamecube think, games work with the wii no not but anymore. I, I think there was a re-release of it i feel like there is a, a for the playable wii. version on the wii somehow because i would like eric i would like to play that game again because i do remember <laughs> like really liking it mm-hmm. but for whatever reason i didn't I didn't yeah. finish. I don't know if I traded in my GameCube before I finished it, or, but it was it was a really cool game. I like the cel shaded graphics. Same yeah. thing with me. Toon Link. Yeah, I remember playing it, but I don't. I never beat it, and I don't know why I decided to stop playing it because yeah. I did like it. Yeah, me too. I know it, it caught a lot of crap when it first came out because it was so different from yeah. the the, the normal Zelda. Yeah, 
Um, but now, now it's got like a cult following. And yeah, maybe it's because the 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 GameCube controller sucks. Mm. <laughs> I was That's never a big point. fan of that. Me neither. Me either. I they liked sh- it. They should have just kept the Nintendo 64 controller. Or the Super <laughs> Nintendo controller. Yeah, even that. Well, they have that now with the, the, the virtual console right, controller. Yeah. Or classic controller, whatever they call it. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's that's my fifth fifth favorite exploration slash discovery game. Eric, what's your fifth? Mine is Super Mario 64. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, that's a great game. I feel like most people have played and probably beat. Um, I don't know if I beat it, but that's just because I never beat games i just i always get a new one and i forget about my old yeah. ones but i did play it a lot and you know there was so much to to do in that game and finding all the eight red coins in yep. each level oh, yeah. and stuff like that and all the stars get, yeah i was gonna say getting yeah, just, all the 100 yeah. 120 20, stars yeah. yeah that you um, really did have to explore every map from mm-hmm. top to bottom to be, to get all those yeah and a lot of them were a pain in the ass oh my god yeah but yeah i mean it was just a, a great game overall so that was that was my fifth I've agreed. I've seen speedruns of that game. What people oh, do are incredible. Sickening. Speed, like, speedruns blow my mind. Yeah. Sickening. It's like they don't make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, they're not human. It's robotic. There's <laughs> that There's that Mario 3 speedrun. Have you guys seen that video? No. no. Yeah. On it's, YouTube? It's unbelievable. How long is it? I can't remember. A few minutes? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like nine, nine or ten minutes or something. And ridiculous. they beat the game? Yeah. Beat the game. Mario 3. What? Yeah. You got you got to watch it. What they do is Graham Gore's line. It's got to be. <laughs> I, I I had heard that uh, somebody plugged it into a computer and used some sort of algorithm to figure out the best route yeah, the for best everything route and when to jump and everything. Which I, I wouldn't put it past anybody. I'm sure there's some that's excellent nerd out there. <laughs> yeah, Francis. <laughs> some franzinas i can't commit that kind of time to anything even stuff that i really love to do no me either except for nothing oh yeah <laughs> i can i can commit a good amount of time to that my problem is i'd I'd be drinking a beer and i'd spill on myself and then die and have to start all over again yeah that's the way she goes yep. i'm too clumsy to be able to to be able to do that or did they have the computer run it i don't know this is what i heard i heard I, there was a computer involved right i've, I've heard that too not yeah. surprised yeah okay well what's your fifth uh, my fifth is StarCraft Two. Um, it's an RTS. RTS is you need to explore to be able to expand your base and territory and yeah. be able to find where your enemies are and attack. Maybe yeah. that's why I always lose at them because I never explore. That could be. Is that exploring or is it reconnaissance? Reco- same. I'm it, kind of the same. I difference. think reconnaissance would be for scouting out the enemy uh-huh. more than exploring. Are th- are exploring there... the map. Is there artifacts in that? I was going to ask that. Couldn't tell you because I haven't played it in probably a month. Right. But so because okay. I know there's artifacts in in like the Age of Empires yeah. game that if you explore the map and get that you get some kind of bonus or whatever. I, well, I remember in Age of Empires two the relics that your monks could go out and get. Yeah, and they don't do that in Age of Empires three. No, I missed that so I much. Did too. Yeah, that was fun. Age of Empires two, I think, was far better than Age of Empires three. Uh, now that we just talked about the relics, I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah. Because I agree. That was like a that was a game within the game. It was just something funny to do, like send your monk out there to grab the relics and spread <laughs> yeah, back. The other person would go out and hunt him down. And then <laughs> it'd just be fun trying to destroy the monastery. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because of the relic victory. Which yeah. incidentally, I have the disc still. Oh, great! Out in the house in North Valley, so I could install it. Yeah. There you go. All right, Corey, what's your fifth? My fifth one is Lord of the Rings Online. This is a if, for those that don't know a. I think we've all played it, right? Yeah. Fan- yes. Uh, fantasy, massively multiplayer online RPG. Um, exploring Middle Earth was pretty awesome. Yeah. Kind of a personal thing to me and Dan and yeah. Will and Eric. I don't know if you've read the books, but we. <laughs> yes, I have. As, as <laughs> the, the, I know the Murthas are big fans of the yeah. the Tolkien lore. Um, and it was just cool to be able to see things that you've read about, like the Shire and Breeze in there and Rivendell and the Misty Mountains and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, my fondest exploration moment in that game was discovering the house of Tom Bombadil. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's something that didn't make it into the movie. Right. And, Which I was very upset about, by well, the way. Well, I, I can understand why. Yeah, because it doesn't. It just, it, well, Peter Jackson said it didn't really advance the story at all. And it, so doesn't, it doesn't. I can understand that. Um, but yeah. I was hoping they'd have in the extended edition. Right. Because just reading it, it was a, a pretty cool image yeah. to conjure up in your yeah. head. So to see it in the video game, you're like, oh, man, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. And the way they uh, integrated the the player music, uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah it was just cool to start like walking around in Bree, and you'd stumble upon a musician, players, or even a group of musicians playing the same song. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, I did I did look this up, and as of May twenty seventh, two thousand ten, the map size in terms of miles for Lord of the Rings online thirty thousand square miles. Wow! Ooh, wow! World of Warcraft eighty square miles. Really? Whoa. That's I'll, crazy. Yeah, I should say though that it's not walking distance because it's scaled so like 30 square miles it might say that on their map and that might be how much territory they map but when you're walking on it you're actually like walking speed would be like 100 miles per hour right mm, okay. yeah i so see what you're saying it, it's tough to really say which is bigger but i just thought the fact that they map 30,000 square miles worth of things to see is pretty cool yeah um and the the biggest square mile map anybody have any guesses of all time, Ooh, man. Uh, I'm gonna guess one of the Elder Scrolls, the that's Dagger what... Daggerfall. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Sixty-two thousand square miles. Holy yeah, crap. I I wow. actually played the first one briefly. Yeah, and the map was so uh, so enormous, and I mean the graphics were from a long time ago. Right. I mean, yeah. It was sickening yes. how big it was. Lots of walking. Yeah, and I wonder, like, I, I didn't play it enough to know, but did they fill the map with things, or were you just, like, walking through huge forests and <laughs> with nothing in it? I didn't play it. It'd be yeah. interesting to know. I, I, I only played it for a few minutes, like I said, but... It'd probably be on my list if I had played it. Yeah. But... Right. Right. <clears throat> okay. My, uh, my fourth favorite one would be EverQuest 2, which... Not only uh, is it necessary to explore and 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 uh, explore, yeah. What was the other word I used? I forgot. Uh, scout. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, you got you got actually got alternate achievement points for scouting out new new locations. So it, it helped you build your character to mm-hmm. you know explore explore the landmass. Uh, a lot of. A lot, lot of room in that game. I don't know if you have... You probably don't have the figure for it, do you? Mm-mm. No. Uh, I do know... Lord of the Rings actually did that, too. I forgot to mention. Um, yeah. You yes, actually get deeds, and you could get... Yep. I don't know if you could get titles off of it. Yeah, you but, can. Yeah, for exploring. But yep. sorry, I didn't mean to... No, that's fine. Um, so, so yeah, you got alternate advancement points to you know that, to put into your character for, for exploring, exploring that. But you also got experience for it, too, which mm-hmm. was nice. So if you didn't feel like questing or whatever, you could just... I was a, a conjurer, uh, which is a, in the mage class, so I would invis, so I wouldn't get attacked by everything. If I wanted to go into higher level zones, I could sneak around and explore things. Yeah. No, I I think they made us say you can't ninja well, loot. I, I we should tell that story, though. Which one? Your EverQuest ninja looting story. The East Commons Tunnel? Yeah. No. You ninja looted something in a very high level zone. I don't remember. And the people that the people that you ninja looted from were really really pissed off at you. I don't remember it. that. I'm sure yeah. I did. Yeah. I spent I spent a lot of time <laughs> as a level four whatever in the original EverQuest in the East Commons tunnel, just picking up bags that people had dropped. Yeah. Because what would happen is that's where all the trades went before they had the bazaar. Yeah. But if somebody's inventory slots were full, it would fall on the ground. It would, the bag was just fall on the ground, and if you were quick enough, you could click it before one of them did, <laughs> and it was yours. Yeah. And I made a killing like that. Yeah. I would, I would seriously walk that tunnel up and down for hours yeah. at a time. Yeah. Uh, it brings me uh, another kind of off-topic thing, but uh, the Make Love Not Warcraft episode of, of <laughs> South Park, when at the very end, the climax of the story, when Stan's dad is going to hand over the Sword of a Thousand Truths to Stan so they could take down the, the bad guy that was killing everybody. And he goes to hand to him. He's like, uh, oh, wait, how do you how do you give stuff over again? <laughs> that was a perfect moment. Yeah, it was. Because he was in, like, his underwear, right? He didn't yeah. have his Warcraft yeah. avatar. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Stan's dad. It was the... The guy that was killing everybody was just in his underwear. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Stan's dad was like a level two knight or something. Knight, yeah. Or hunter. Yet, yeah. That was that was a great moment. <laughs> and it, don't the doesn't the World of Warcraft team have the the sword of a thousand, thousand truths on a zip drive? Yeah, on a, yeah, on a flash USB drive. flash drive. <laughs> next to the next to the petty cash <laughs> drawer in the, in the desk. That that I think that might be my favorite South Park episode. If you haven't seen it yet, you, especially if you've played an MMORPG before, you've got to watch that oh, episode yeah. of South Park. It's just oh, brilliant. Yeah, just brilliant. But anyway, Eric, what's your fourth favorite exploration discovery game? Mine is Ocarina of Time, 
Legend of Zelda Ocarina. Is it Ocarina or Ocarina? We've had this discussion before <laughs> on this very show, and I've always said Ocarina. Yeah. I, I think it's Ocarina as well. It sounds like you're pleading to Karina. Yeah, here Tomato we go. Tomorrow. Maybe I am. No, I'm sorry. That's it's Ocarina. the exact conversation we had before on the uh, first episode. Yeah, yeah anyway, uh, Nintendo 64 game. Um, this is really like the first RPG I really got into. Uh, one of the, probably one of the only ones I've ever actually beaten. Um, you know, like the other Zelda games, it takes a lot of the exploration. And it was also, you know, they're puzzle games too, which is cool to add on. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh... A lot of, of stuff that you necess- wouldn't necessarily find unless you did go out and explore. Right. I, I didn't play Ocarina of Time all that much. <laughs> um, I probably played like two hours into it, uh-huh. even though I really liked it. But if it's anything like the older Zelda games, especially with bombs and finding false walls and stuff like that, there's yeah. so much to discover. I mean, I don't really remember just because it was a long time ago, but I, I know I really yeah. liked it. Mm. I know that a lot of the gameplay mechanic was doing stuff as a young link and then seeing how that affected the world as an old link yeah oh, i forgot and that, that was that was really cool yeah, yeah. That, that's like one of the first games to ever really do that would you Pro- say probably not no but it's the first one i played that, 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 that had that sort of mechanic to it so it was yeah that's a really good good, good example pick. yeah will uh, i have oblivion for four yeah which that can't say enough about that game. Yeah. Um, I, huge landmass. Yeah, very huge landmass. There's tons of explore, a bunch of side quests, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The Elder Scrolls, uh, I should say Bethesda Softworks in general are known for that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Having, having huge landmasses. Which hopefully Skyrim is. I'm sure it is. I could have made, made my top five exploration games all. the Bethesda yeah. uh, games list. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, since playing the Battlefield 3 dem- uh, beta, Skyrim may have taken over as my most look forward yeah. to game. Yeah, I uh, got Rage in the mail today, and that game's three discs long, so there's a lot. How many discs long is it on PlayStation? <laughs> Probably one, because <laughs> they have a bigger disc. Yeah. Jerk. Sa- save the save the, that. For yeah. I just wanted to make mention episode. of it. Yeah. I want to know about it, too. I'm eager to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Corey. Okay, I did not go the Oblivion route for my number four. I went the other way and chose Morrowind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Developed by Bethesda in 2002, also an open-world fantasy RPG. And in this game, uh, it takes place on Vardenfell, which is just an island in the province of Dunmer, which is in the continent of Tamriel. Is that? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, uh, which takes place in the world of nerd so relative to the entire world in the elder scrolls games it's just a small little landmass. but um i put it on my list because it's the first my first experience with a real open world game and uh lots of stuff to find off the beaten path once again it's i can't i played it when it first came out which was nine years ago i can't really remember anything specific um i just remember being a lot of fun a lot of fun to discover the lore Apparently, if you put together all the lore you find in the game and written text and stuff, it equals about six full-length novels. Yeah. Six, oh, my God. So yeah, six. Um, plus, the world, it was kind of cool to just look at the world because architecture was a big uh, part of the game. Yeah. They they did talk about architecture in it, too, I remember. Oh, yeah. And uh, just had a, a lot of geographic variety. Yeah. It was the, the home of the Dark Elves, so yeah. there was a lot of Dark Elf structures and stuff right, in exactly, there and, yeah. and they're they're surrounded their culture right and the only reason i chose morrowind over oblivion is i seem to remember oblivion being a little bit more objective based yeah it was more focused yeah, than, yeah, than morrowind was absolutely so that's why i just i just chose morrowind because yeah. i felt like i was kind of out on my own a little bit more than i was playing oblivion yep absolutely yeah okay my number three game and I don't know that this world was that big, but it seemed that way at the time. But Dragon Warrior for the Nintendo. Now, I don't. I never got really got that far in it, but I always remember when I played it, just having fun, just walking around the landmass. And what I thought at the time was, you know, pretty decent graphics. Um, the game was a lot of fun. I, maybe I'll go back and play is, Dragon Warrior. Is that the one with the slimes? Yes. Yes, it is. Was that Dragon Warrior One? Yeah, or was it? No, it's two. the first one, and you're you're the blue guy by himself. 
Yeah. Dragon you, Warrior 2, you, oh, I think you had your party yeah. follow you. You have to, like, if you want to open a treasure chest, you have to walk up to it, open a menu, and then yeah. hit, yeah. like, the action button yeah. in the menu. Yeah. That game doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I played uh, it recently. Okay, <laughs> I can imagine. But I, I just remember, like I said, walking around and thinking that, man, this, this game is enormous, and I'd go too far and run into stuff that would kill me. Oh, easily. yeah. And I never got very far in the game, no. but it just always felt so huge back in the day. First of all, that's what she said. Second of all, th- that was like a grinding game. You had to grind. Yeah, you had to gain levels to be able to... Like, I remember having to fight a troll on a bridge or in a cave or something. Mm-hmm. I never could get a high enough level to be able to beat whatever it was. I don't remember now. Was that uh, grind as much as it was in the first Final Fantasy? Do you remember that at all? I, I do. that game, you had to grind like crazy. Yeah. I feel like the grind was a little less painful in Final Fantasy because the Final Fantasy's menus were yeah, a little more refined. Little, yeah. So, yeah, it didn't feel as bad little, from what I remember. Yeah. That was a while ago, so. But yeah, Eric, what's your third favorite exploration slash discovery game? Mine is MMORPG World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, only because I love playing these games with friends. Yeah. If, if I'm by myself, I really don't like playing them at all. But, um... I played this one a lot when I had my roommates, Jimmy and Justin. We would play Warcraft. We were pretty heavy on it for a good month there. We were playing a lot of hours into it. Jimmy still plays a ton of hours on it as far as I know. But, um, you know, everybody knows what MMOs are. It's Uh pretty much all exploration and leveling up and exploring new places when you level up. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Not my favorite MMO. No, no. It yeah. did. I I agree with you though. I think World of Warcraft did a good job with their zones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know if I can call them zones. Were they separate zones? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, zones. Yeah, they didn't have the distinction between zones like EverQuest Two mm-hmm. did, but yeah, because they were focused and it was just like the art style. It wasn't graphically. It wasn't that impressive, but just like the kind of cartoony art style made it really cool to look at. Yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. mess around in. Um, I remember my senior year of college. Uh, we had a snow day at school, and me and my roommates, uh, had two roommates, were trying to figure out what we were going to do that day. We had a snow day. We were like, we have to do something pretty cool. So <laughs> we decided. So you to... didn't choose World yeah. of Warcraft. So we didn't do anything cool, and we got the World of Warcraft <laughs> demo. Right. Yep. And uh, the three of us played it. One of us lasted like five minutes. <laughs> uh, one of us lasted, I lasted maybe like an hour or two. And one of my other roommates just played through the entire demo i think it was like two weeks or something like that yeah got big into didn't it, i but. have you come over when we had gotten into that pretty heavy and and yeah we were, the playing, trial or whatever. we were playing the trial the together demo. for a while too yeah we got up to like level 20 and that yeah. was the highest you could get and it's like well what do we do uh, now yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's i don't know if this is new but it's free to level 20 now you don't have to pay anything up to mm. level 20 is it is it restricted i don't know i just saw it was free to level 20 i didn't oh, okay. didn't investigate any further yeah but that's how they get you hooked yeah jerks it's fine i'm i'm hold i'm holding my waiting holding myself for for a mmorpg that will remain nameless for right now you're saving yourself not, for yeah, it yes exactly that's what i was going for <laughs> dan your cherry has been popped far prior i was just to gonna it. say you're all used up by everquest but not only that i played a lot of them though even ones that i didn't play for very long i, uh, I tried a lot of different mmorpgs because yeah. i do like the like the mmorpgs they're, they're a lot of fun yeah, they are they, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Eric said, though, it's far and above way more fun with friends. Oh, yeah. Addicting. Yeah. Very addicting. Absolutely. Okay. Well, what's your third? Uh, mine's Age of Empires 3. Pretty much everything about said about StarCraft with, you know, doing reconnaissance on the enemy and exploring, expanding your territory. But in Age of Empires 3, they have your explorer go out and get treasures and stuff like that, oh, like, yeah. which I think is cool. Oh, yeah. And you can level up your cities through that, and you get extra resources. And there's more resources in Age of Empires than there are in... Uh, uh, Starcraft, so mm-hmm. that it's more. Also, the the single single player campaigns are based around it's historical. Yeah, like the Age of Explorers, right? Yeah, that's the time period. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's inherent. It's, it, in the it's game. fitting. Yeah. Well, a- even Age of Empires one and two, not just three, they're all right like that pretty much. Yeah. I think I don't know. I think I liked the time period of of all the games uh, uh, three the most. Yeah, I agree with you on that uh, one. But we're. Were we talking about this before we started recording? Age of Empires 2 being the better game? No. no we, was, yeah, we, were talking, we were talking about the relics. <laughs> yeah, I, I already don't remember. Yeah. It was during. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll Corey, see you guys. What's your, what's your third? 
My third, this might be a surprise to some, Gauntlet 2. Oh, oh yeah. good pick. Uh, this is a game from Atari, and it actually came out in 1986, before I was born. But I remember playing it so much. It's a top-down dungeon crawler. Four-player co-op, which is a great thing about yeah. it. And the reason why I put it on my list was because in this game, there is no storyline at all, and there's no objective. So basically, you're dropped down in this world, and it's like, well, just keep going. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, there's not really an Is there's there no, an end? No, it never ends. Um, I have seen, I, I watched some YouTube videos today of people like in the hundreds wow. and stuff, and it's just like, it just keeps going. So. Yeah, I remember getting into a couple hundred. Yeah, so all, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll take older levels and just rotate them 90 degrees so it'll seem like a different level but it's really not um in like dropping items and enemies and stuff but uh the goal is to get from where you're dropped to start to the exit and along the way there's a lot of stuff to do um one of the things i really remember about that game are the dragons yeah when you kill the dragons they drop items yeah power-ups yeah power-ups for your for you guys but there's also like treasure and in order to stay alive, you have to eat food because your health steadily declines. So you just have to keep eating food to stay alive. So uh, you kind of have to explore to find the food for that reason. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the best part about it, I think, is the four-player co-op. And I think that game is still a lot of fun to play and still holds up if you have three people to play it with. Yeah. Sit down and it's still a good time. Absolutely. Agreed. Before we move on to our second favorite game, we'll just relist our fifth through third games real quick uh my fifth was wind waker my fourth was everquest 2 my third was dragon warrior my fifth was super mario 64 fourth was ocarina of time and third was world of warcraft uh my fifth was starcraft 2 fourth was oblivion and third was age of empires my fifth was lord of the rings online my fourth was morrowind and my third was gauntlet 2 very nice. All right, on to our second games, our second favorite exploration slash discovery games. My number two was Star Wars Galaxies. This is, of course, if you've listened to this podcast before, the pre-combat upgrade, pre-new game enhancement <laughs> Star Wars Galaxies. Let it go, Dan. Just I, I'm, no, I'm, I'll be bitter till the day I die. Uh. But anyway, <laughs> the there was eight or nine planets to explore in the game, and every planet – there was – five planets that people could put player made cities and then the other four planets were considered wild and you couldn't put any player made structures on them um, both were interesting in their own way the 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 ones that you couldn't put any structures on had uh, all sorts of you know hidden bases for uh imperials or or the the rebel rebel alliance um caves that you could explore uh one of them had like a Jedi temple on it, I want to say Dantooine, maybe, that you could explore. I seem to remember that. Uh, I think reason. it was on Endor. Uh, Endor wasn't <laughs> one of them. Um, it was super sweet, whichever one. <laughs> one of the planets, it was Corellia, which is apparently Han Solo's home planet, had uh, the, the main city in that, I'm not, I don't remember what it was called now, but had a, a halo of player-made cities all around it because you couldn't build within like 100 meters of a of a s- established city. So I had a halo of shops all the way around it because that was the the city that connected to all the other planets. So everyone went there. That was like the hub. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was all the best all the best prices for for stuff was around there because there was so much competition. So mm. pretty much any time you needed anything, that's that's where you went. The, the farmers market of the yeah. Star Wars Galaxy universe. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but like a lot of times, if you explored and went into like the bottom corner on like Tatooine, there'd be really awesome player run cities with really uh, really well designed streets and whatnot. There was a lot of a lot of cool things that way. And then a lot of times you'd be running around the wilderness and you come across uh, just a a camp that uh, a ranger someone of the ranger class had set up now you couldn't heal your your battle wounds or or anything like that like on your own you had to you had to either go to a cantina or one of these camps that was out so if you didn't want to run all the way back to to a city that was before there was vehicles if you didn't want to run all the way back to a city you could hopefully come across a camp or have a ranger in your party in there you could listen to music in the camp and and heal all your wounds and stuff that was kind of cool i remember coming across a camp and you know there's a bunch of bunch of musicians in there making music yeah. and you know just shooting the shit 
So the more was, you that talk about cool. that game makes me realize how awesome it was. It really yeah, was I awesome. Play it. it really, really it's, was it's, the best MMORPG. But, yeah, but some of those games, there's just a magic about them yeah. that, I don't know. It's, that was squashed. I know, and it's so sad. Yeah. Squashed. Um, I was going to ask you, how did you get from planet to planet? Was it? You could, well, I mean, eventually they added space. You could, you know, get your own spaceship fly and stuff. yourself. Yeah, which I, I beta tested the Jump to Lightspeed expansion for um, for Star Wars Galaxies. Okay. And then I, I bought it when it came out. But, yeah, I mean, you could, you would just go to the spaceport. And it would be five between five and ten minutes to, you know, catch the, the space bus, I guess you could say, to, to the next planet. But if you had your own, you could launch into space mm-hmm. um, and then go, you know, go into hyperspace from from near you know near space around oh, the planet okay. what about when you're on the planet is there a way to travel around faster than walking or yeah there were shuttles oh there's shuttles yep oh, that's um, right yeah and then they that. eventually they eventually got vehicles you could get like land speeders and stuff oh, okay um that wasn't in the game and then they added mounts too but those that weren't wasn't in the game initially you had to run everywhere what did what do they ride on the the animal they don't ride on ride on uh uh what do they call them Nerfs? Is that those big, those no, big creatures? No, no. Um, Bantha? Bantha. I think you could get, you can a, get Bantha. a Bantha mount. Yeah, That's but cool. like most of the mounts and stuff were the ones from the newer movies, that, that lizard that Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, goes on in the second movie, I think, because they added a lot of crap from the new movies. What, could You could probably get the mount that uh, Luke and Han were on at the beginning of Episode 2, right? The I forget what those things are called. You mean Episode 5? Or, yeah, five. Uh, shoot. Like camels or something? I can't... They have a name, and I, I I know they say it. Wampa. Is it Wampa? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Or was the Wampa the thing that attacked Luke in the cave? I don't know. No, I think it was... Which was Jar Jar Binks? No, it wasn't. <laughs> he was a Gondorian. Oh, okay. It wasn't Wampa. Uh, Bantha... Well, I don't know. Doesn't I don't matter. know either. Yeah. But anyway, the that game, ugh, I'm still sour about it. As I said, I'll be sour to the to the day I die. I am I am looking into the playing the emulated version of it. The more you so. talk about it, the more I want to play it. Yeah, me it's, too. Well, and, it's worth a worth a play. Look on it's the making side. me very excited for another one that's coming out. Yeah. That we'll talk about another time. But, yeah. Uh, I don't. Yep. I still. I don't. I don't feel like it's going to capture the magic. No, I'm Star sure. Wars Galaxies not. was, but but that's such the the whole Star Wars world is just such a cool yep. thing Thanks. in itself. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that uh, Jedi's did to protect themselves when when the Jedi thing first came out and there was permadeath is they would they would build a a house like out and about and they would set it so it locked when they went in and no one else could come in so they would not stray too far from their house. And when a bounty hunter, a player bounty hunter came to kill them, they would just go on their house and hide and like log out. Wait. So they, <laughs> if they didn't do that, somebody could come into their house and kill them. Yeah. If they didn't set the permissions, like That's cool. they, you know, the house would, the door would open and they'd run in to protect themselves from the bounty hunters, the player bounty hunters that were hunting the player Jedi. That's so cool. Wouldn't, if you were the bounty hunter, wouldn't you just go I'd be sit up, <laughs> upstairs in his house, though? Like, if he didn't have it set to lock? Oh, yeah, and wait just for like, him to go log wait back upstairs, in. hear the door open. Oh, I man. got you now, you little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. That's oh, pretty man. sweet to think about. But anyway, we'll move on. I don't want to... I'm angering up my blood talking about it. <laughs> so, Eric. Uh, my number two is another MMO. It's EverQuest 1. Uh, basically just because of all the great memories I have playing it. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it before. If you haven't listened to, what episode was that where we talked about, uh, Kyle and his, pa- tragedies? his problem Gaming was tragedies? that tragedies? Yeah, it was yeah. it? All yeah. right. Our gaming or, tragedies episode. Oh, in yeah. the name of game, actually. Yeah, 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 it was. It was yeah. in, in the name of game episode. Listen to that and you'll hear a great story about the week that we all stayed at the Mirtha family house while the parents were out of town and. Did nothing but play EverQuest. Yeah. Ruined college. Yeah. <laughs> Ruined <me>. some college careers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, like any other MMO, it's all a ton of exploration and just leveling yeah. up. And One of my favorite things to do in that game was to jump off the ship that was headed from Freeport to the Butcher Block Mountains uh-huh. yes. and the Ocean of Tears yes. and explore all those little islands. Yeah. Because there's so much neat stuff going on there, like sacrifices and stuff that you would never <laughs> see if you didn't jump off the boat. 
Yeah. I, Explore those islands. That's my one. That's my EverQuest story. Is yeah. that ex- exact scenario? Oh, okay. Riding from Freeport to the Butcher Block Mountains, yeah. I jumped off, swam to this island that had a sacrificial altar. Maybe it's you that told is telling the story. I might have told it on this podcast. You probably did. Yeah, you did. I remember that. Oh, I did. Yeah, and the goblin was on the altar, and yeah. I killed it, and then uh, like dragon came and attacked me. Oh, really? And I jumped in the water and had to swim away. <laughs> I don't think I died though. I think I survived oh, that nice. somehow. But that was like perfect example of yeah. just explore something you'd never see unless right. you decided to. Yeah, those, the exploring those islands was a lot of fun, and I don't even remember how I ended up getting back. It was hard to get back. You, well, did they have the bind thing you could recall? I don't think so. They didn't. Have I that. think that was back in the wild days before they made oh, it man. easy on you to that's, get everywhere. That's back when the game was real. Yeah, yeah. back when it was real. So that's my number two. Nice. Well, uh, my number two is Fallout Three slash New Vegas. It, so, you know, just walking around, you see all these destroyed buildings and everything like that, the wasteland. I just yeah. think that's a really cool environment to be in and seeing everything just devastated. Yeah. And there's a whole, so bunch of, a whole bunch of things to see, like all the comm stations. You get the Chinese radio station because Chinese nuked you yeah. in the game, apparently. You can and, get the Chinese radio stations? Yeah, and it's just like... In, it's in Chinese, and you're like, "What the heck is that saying?" But it's That's really, awesome. it's really cool. And you get like, that. you get the backstory for everything. There's just so much to look at, and so much side quests. That is cool. The Fallout universe is a very, very deep one, yeah. especially if you're into that. Yeah, uh, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's very cool. It's kind of sad too to see DC all destroyed. Yeah, mm. our capital. With, yeah, with it being our nation's capital. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had heard that. Uh, terrorist group used the images from that game for propaganda. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> that's great. What, but right mm. before it came out, really? Yep. Oh, okay. There's a more recent. Uh, the I- Irish Republican Army used. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, too. they used footage from Medal of the New Medal of Honor game or something like that. I can't remember. One oh. of the first person shooters, uh, claiming it was you know them doing whatever operation huh. as, oh, as terrorist goodness. propaganda. Wow. So. It's crazy. That's... And they got called out on it, and they're like, yeah, we yeah, used it. It's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of dummies. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. like it's evident or anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Corey, what do you got for uh, us? My number two, Dark Souls. Oh, boy. Uh, this is From Software that developed this, and it came out just this past week. I'm not going to talk about it too much here because I want to talk about it a lot on our full episode. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you got it. Yeah. I wasn't going to get it. That's excellent. But I, I did. I pre-ordered it. I got it yesterday. PlayStation Three. Yeah, played more than I probably should have yesterday. Corey, can I can I just say the text that you sent me about it? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Let me pull up. Keep talking. Yeah. Um. In the, Okay. There is n- absolutely no hand holding in this game. You are on your own. You get after you do a little t- tutorial thing. You're dropped into this world, and they tell you you need to ring this bell way up here, and you need to ring this bell way down here. And from then on out, you are on your own. <laughs> and then Corey sent me a text message saying, Dark Souls is fucking impossibly hard. And it is. <laughs> it is by far the most difficult game I've ever played. Oh, I like that. I would consider the ratio of accomplishing something to total time playing about one to six. So for every six hours you play, you maybe move along like one hour because oh, you're oh dying so That would drive me nuts. I would quit. Okay, here's the thing, because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, how am I ever going to enjoy this? But because every time you die, it's not because of some, some like, arbitrary accident. It's, like, deliberate, and it seems fair when you die. You're like, okay, well, I did, something, I did yeah. something stupid. I shouldn't have done that. You have to be so patient in this game. But, again, I'm going to talk about it again later. Yeah. I just want to talk about the exploration aspect. Because, like I said, that you just have, like, two objectives to start, and how you do it is all up to you, and it's all exploration. Like, you can go everywhere and anywhere. And the way the level the levels, it's not even levels, it's an open world, essentially. But the way it's designed is just, it's so beautiful to look at. The graphics are fantastic. There's so many different things going on. And uh, every now and again, you'll run into non-player characters and... I made the mistake of killing some of the ones that I shouldn't just because I wanted to. But like I said, this game does not help you at all. If you make a mistake and kill somebody you shouldn't, it's your fault. That's how it's going to be. Like, you're stuck with that decision. But like I said, I'll talk about it more next week when we have our Sounds awesome. Our episode. I, re- I read an article on IGN saying five reasons why Dark Souls will beat Skyrim. 
Corey, I think Corey brought that up on another episode. Actually. Yeah, I mentioned it. I don't know if it'll beat it. I think when all is said and done, it'll come really close. I think I will remember this game more and appreciate this game more. And I think I don't see any game beating it at this point for my game of the year. It is really? so impossibly hard, but like, I just feel like it's going to stick with me forever. That's how much I like it. Yeah. It's so much fun, and that's all I want to do is huh. play it. I would rather be playing that right now than here with you guys. <laughs> okay, well, you can go. <laughs> that's saying a lot, though. We're not going to hold your hand, Corey. Yeah, yeah. you can just leave. All right. You want to read my number one? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to talk about it a little bit more. On to number one, my first favorite exploration game was Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. As I said before, I've spent thousands and thousands of hours playing Morrowind and had hadn't explored the entire landmass as much as i tried i uh there's just some places i could not get to easily i mean even with all the all the cheats and stuff didn't uh oh you played on pc i did play it on pc good Um, choice i wish i I had well i initially played it on xbox 360 that's how i got into it because we had it for pc um did you buy it or did i buy it i think you got it oh somehow. maybe i did play it on pc yeah. originally yeah um but i hated it at first because it was so open world i just had no idea what i was doing um but when it came up for xbox i bought it right away because i knew it would be a game that i felt like i would like better on on xbox than than pc so i eventually um you know i played it all all that way and got the game of the year edition which had, which had all the expansions too but uh right before oblivion came out i got Morrowind for PC and played all the player made content too, which was really That's cool. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, even like I did some major cheating and and stuff in my character and still. Well, couldn't. that's that's what the PC is all about. Yeah, exactly. On PC, it's, yeah, you yeah. know, I turned my speed up to superhuman. Sure. Um, there was apparently people that would jump from like one end of the map to the other, nice. and that would help. That would help them explore the thing because they, oh they, they would make a make an item that allowed them to jump, but. You know, they had a hard time surviving the landing, apparently. Right. I know a guy that did that. Yeah. 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 We're probably talking about the same person. But... I doubt it. Oh, okay. Wait, wasn't, but... wasn't that the game where you could get, like, a, a jumping potion or give somebody a jumping potion, and when you jumped, you'd die because you'd just jump up and fall down and die? Was that... Uh, that, that was... Marlin? Yeah, that was something you came across. Like, someone had one, some random and you thing. could kill them and take it. Oh, okay. Because... Did you see him land? From I think you see him land from yeah, it. Yeah, and then you can take something. I can't remember. Yeah, so long. Ago. It was a long time ago when I played that game. I think Oblivion came out in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm yeah. talk. We're talking two thousand five. That was six over six about six years ago now. So wait, you're talking about Oblivion or Morrowind? Morrowind. Oh, okay. But I played Morrowind on PC oh, right, right before right Oblivion, Oblivion okay. came out. So where did you get your player made content? <sighs> I don't really re- just searching on the internet. Do, do, is it rated? Do you can like because I'm sure there's some pretty bad player made content too. Yeah, I mean, I think I went to like a community site. Oh, okay. That rated it. That had a rate. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, I, like I got a lot of graphics updates for it, which made it look a lot better mm-hmm. graphically. So did I guess... you did you get the thing that uh, took away the level scaling? So like one of one of the things no, one of the problems I so. have with the Elder Scrolls games is how everything scales to your level. Yeah. So when you level up, things don't necessarily get easier. Right. Mm-hmm. And that always kind of bugged me. Yeah. But I guess there's a uh, player made patch for so that all the mud week. crabs will be level one no matter what. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which I like. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, because they shouldn't they shouldn't give you run for your money when yeah. you're level. I can understand 30, 30, yeah. why they'd make that decision from a developer perspective, yeah. but. Yeah, so you don't get into places where you can't fight right. your way out. You've never yeah. run into a level 30 mud crab, Dan? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think I still won't hit them. But they do go up in level <laughs> for my Oblivion character. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number one favorite exploration discovery game. That is also my number one. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, mostly because uh, it's probably maybe my favorite RPG because I love open world games like I like people have listened before know yeah i'm not into final fantasy like you guys i i just yeah well the old final fantasies were good but the linear yeah the linearness of them now just makes it and see and that's the ones that i've mostly played so i just have a bad taste in my mouth for any final fantasy and just assume that i won't like it but right um yeah morrowind was awesome you could just go anywhere i just love the fact that you just do whatever you wanted 
Yeah. And like you guys said, like before, the architecture, just the whole look of the world, yeah. all the different characters you can make. It's just great. Yeah. I like that you didn't, you could get to the highest level and not play a lick of the story. You right. Just run yeah. around and, yeah. and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Kill yeah. a whole town of people. Right. And it, and it was no still, it wasn't like Grand Theft Auto, do what you want, where right. it just sucked. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was still fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could explore everything and find dungeons everywhere yeah. and go in and there'd be like ghosts to scare the shit out oh, of you. Yeah. And, and find items that you have no idea what they're for yeah. or what they do. <laughs> yeah, and like, right. Well, this is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number one. And it's really got me so excited for Skyrim. Skyrim yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that yet, for that game. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Okay. Will, what do you got for us? Um, number one. My number one is Mass Effect 1. The coolest thing about Mass Effect 1 was going to your galaxy map and choosing a planet and dropping the Mako on it and yeah. just driving around and yeah. looking at the planets. I did like that. That's, that was yeah, one of my favorite things of that game. I agree wholeheartedly with that. I, I there's, was, a lo- there's a lot of side quests that you mm-hmm. wouldn't come across if you didn't. Like, explore all those planets. Like uh, Rex's family armor. Yeah. And that's what helps save him in Vermeer. If you don't do that. Really? Yeah. Because oh. I remember I went to Vermeer and did all the thing up to where Rex is, like, really mad because he wanted to destroy the Genophase yeah. lab. Yeah. And uh, I did every dialogue option. He wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't calm him down. So I had to load my last save before I went on there and. Went to the. I was just exploring for fun, and I found that planet. So I did that, and I was able to convince him to calm down. Oh, nice! I must have did that by mistake. Yeah, because you built enough <laughs> rapport with him that mm-hmm. okay. you get the loyal. I don't know if it was called loyalty in that one, but no, it's loyal so. yeah. basically. That's a good choice, though, because I mean, as crappy as the whole Mako mini game, I guess you could call it, almost <laughs> thing was. Uh, there, like you said, there was just something great about picking a. Uh, solar was did you pick galaxy? You didn't pick galaxies. You picked no, it systems. All, it was all in the Milky Way. Yeah, yeah, it was all in the Milky Way. But you picked solar systems. Yeah, yeah. And just chose the planets within it. Like I don't know. It's like going out at night, looking up at the stars, and being like, "I want to go there." Yeah, and that's what happens, and that's what Effect. you do. Yeah. It's such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. sad that Mass Effect Two didn't have that. As easy as the planet farming for resources was. Well, they didn't have the Mako thing, right? No, no. Yeah. They did have a hover tank of some sort, but it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't like exploring planets in the way that it right. was in Mass Effect One. Yeah. You just scanned the planets and right. Yeah. And dropped a probe and a probe void. And then there was specific missions that were built for the hover tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah, st- I think it was called like the Hammerhead. Yeah. Hammerhead. Funny story about the probe thing. I. Uh, <laughs> Thought it'd be funny to go to the Uranus oh, yeah. and uh, probed it. And Edie said, really, Captain? Yeah. <laughs> the first time you do it. Yeah. Then the second time it goes, all right, probing Uranus. <laughs> Which I thought that was hilarious. I like that little little that joke in there. Potty humor. Always a plus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Corey, number um, one. My number one was a game already mentioned, Fallout 3. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Developed by Bethesda in 2008, open world sci-fi action RPG. Uh, Will already talked a little bit about it, but I'll add that it takes place in the year 2277, and it's a post-apocalyptic retro future. So I guess it it kind of takes history up to 1950s. Yeah, it, it's and, it, yeah. all the cultural norms from the 50s and and stuff and, yeah. stay. And yeah, just kind of that like the music and stuff is yeah. that like show tune kind of yeah. feel. Um, and like Will said, it was just so cool to explore the rubble of Washington, D.C., and I guess there's some of Virginia and Maryland in the uh-huh. game. And okay. just to see see things like the White House and the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument, what they'd look like in a post-apocalyptic future. Yeah. Uh, and I always thought the radio was such a nice companion to that because you're out yep. in Free the dog. wastelands and you get this, as I mentioned, the 1950s sounding radio I don't know. It's just great. Uh, I do. I remember vaguely, just randomly, while I was exploring, discovering the alien spaceship. Oh yeah. Do you guys remember doing uh, yeah, that? Yeah, the crash uh-huh. crash landed alien spaceship. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, one awesome thing about that the alien blaster that you get there, there is a random event that takes place. You could just be walking around, and there'll be an explosion in the sky, yeah. and it'll drop the fire lancer, which is a more powerful version of the alien laser gun. And that would never happen unless you were just out screwing around. Yeah. Right? 
So yeah, it, if you're just hanging around the cities, it's not. You have to go to like a more uninhabited place on the map. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's and when it happens. It could happen at any time in your game, so you could have been like, "What the heck was that?" and yeah. not know. Like I didn't know. Yeah, same here. So, I didn't know, but I knew. I, I like I read about it later, and I knew I had heard an explosion that I couldn't place. That was the same thing and, for me. And I didn't know where it ended up, so I was like, "Oh crap!" So I spent a lot of time looking for. It. I don't think I ever found it in, yeah. in any of my games. So that's like so. A, that's a cool little thing they did. Yeah, but nah, Fallout Three number one. Yeah, gotta be. Absolutely, the atmosphere in that game is a little like Bioshock and yeah. that creepy, broken down '50s type of type of place. And I didn't, I didn't feel like New Vegas captured it as well. As no, well, definitely. I don't yeah. think so. It seemed a little more forced, almost. I yeah. don't know. It, like, it, I don't know. I just didn't. I never felt immersed. I just felt like I felt like I was playing a game a lot yeah. more than when I was playing Fallout. I felt yeah. like I was in that world. Yeah. yeah, you felt felt more attached to your character in in Fallout Three than New yeah. Vegas. Yeah, Megaton, like to start for yeah. your the first town you get to. So cool. Oh, yeah. like, it's a town built around a cult that worships a, a nuclear t- yes. bomb that hasn't exploded. Yeah. Well, what was the first town that you get to in New Vegas? Like, I tried comparing that to Megaton, and it was remember. just not the same. Uh, I don't know. You start... Was that, it Novak? That, I remember the town, but I don't remember what it was called. That doctor revives you in that little town. Oh, it's uh, Green something? Green Good, Good Springs. Good, Good Springs. Springs, yes. And then you walk to that other town. Is that Novak? Novak. We're Apparently bonus. that's based on a real town. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I saw the comparison picture of the general store and whatever's right next to it. It's like the exact same thing. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Huh. That's kind of weird. Yeah. All right, do we want to list our our games off real quick? Yeah. Sure. All right. My fifth game is Wind Waker. My fourth game is EverQuest 2. My third game is Dragon Warrior. My second game is the late Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> My first game is Morrowind. Late, great. All right, my fifth is Super Mario 64. Fourth is Ocarina of Time. Third, World of Warcraft. Second, EverQuest 1. And first, Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Uh, my fifth is StarCraft 2. Fourth is Oblivion. Third is Age of Empires 3. Uh, second is Fallout 3 and New Vegas. And one is Mass Effect 1. My fifth is Lord of the Rings Online. My fourth is Morrowind. My third is Gauntlet 2. My second is Dark Souls. And my first is Fallout 3. Very nice. That'll do it for our Columbus Day special, our favorite exploration discovery games. We're gonna. This is going to be released on Monday, which isn't technically the... It's when we celebrate Columbus Day. It's not technically when Columbus rediscovered North America. So... We're going to obviously have our, our go back to our normal release schedule. It got a little wonky here for a little bit, but we're going to be recording our normal episode at the normal time on Wednesday and release at the normal time on Thursday. So so that'll do it. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, everybody, and guys, get out of my basement. <laughs>